Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. Welcome back to Opinions on Pickens. I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson, joined again by Coach Gant this week. How are you doing, Coach Gant? Hey, what's going on? You say I'm, you joined. I feel like I might be a little uh, uh, stable. Shout out to the Staples Center. <laughs> All right, guys. Coach Gant is back with me here this week. This week, we have a lot to go over, guys. Carson Wentz is to have foot surgery and is expected to be out 5 to 12 weeks. We also have NBA free agencies. We have a ton of trades, awesome trades going on right now, guys. We're also going to touch a little bit on the Olympics. Shout out to Team USA for beating Mexico in soccer. Let me go ahead and say that real quick. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Coach Gant, let's jump into it. Let's go. All right. The Colts are taking a hit hard before the season even starts. Carson Wentz is expected to miss 5 to 12 weeks Mm. per head coach of the Colts. Coach Gant, how big of an impact is this for the Colts? I mean, banking on Carson to come in there and to pretty much have a great year to get him over the hump. I mean, shout out to Phillip Rivers. He was there last year. And Carson is pretty much being Carson, but usually he's out at the end of the season, not the beginning. But, you know, he hadn't played in a while, and injuries happen five to 12 weeks. So maybe week two, maybe we'll see him. It could be week two, but you got to think, are they going to push this injury and see if they want to test the waters with it or give him time to heal? Now, head coach of the Colts said this is an old injury for Carson Wentz, possibly from high school. A broken bone came loose in Wentz's foot. He said during practice he felt a twine in his foot, and it kind of rolled out during late in Thursday's Mm. practice, said offensive coordinator Marcus Brady. Now, Mm. the Colts have met with multiple doctors, and they all have said the best recovery process was to go ahead and have this surgery, remove the bone out of Wentz's foot, Right. To ensure that the injury doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this I do think you are right. Last year, shout out Philip Rivers. Let me say that first and foremost because I am going to miss that. Whoa, hey, hey, man, Philip Rivers. <laughs> and he, then you know how he he's one of the goats. The the smoke and the cigarette on the sidelines. Oh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's one of those guys, man. You know, I like that from it. Now, For real. I also want to mention this: the Colts gave up a third round pick in this year's draft and a conditional second-round pick, which could become a first-rounder if Wentz plays at least 75% of the Colts' (laughs) offensive snaps or plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts reach the playoffs. This is what happened in the 2022 draft to get Wentz. So obviously, seeing this news, one would just think we're not going to see Carson Wentz play 70 or 75% of their snaps. I mean, what a contract. And the fact that that is one of the stipulations inside of the contract. I mean, that's awesome. That's smart thinking, smart thinking, good business. And guess where we're at? Five to 12 weeks. You understand? So, I mean, the Colts is really kind of a weak division. So, they are projected to win the division. 
this year. I mean, Tennessee is going to be tough, actually. Excuse me. It's going to be out of Tennessee and the Colts. But I think at the end of the year, both of those teams end up in the playoffs. Shout out to Frank Wright. I mean, he's one of the great coaches in the game. I mean, he, he coached Wentz back in Philadelphia. And when they won the Super Bowl, actually, he was offensive coordinator. And so he knows he knows what he's dealing with. And he knows how to – he's a quarterback, former quarterback himself. So he knows – I think he's going to know how to manage the situation, if you will. Let's go over the Colts' first five games. Okay. You got Russ with the Seahawks. Mm. You got the Rams. Mm. You got those Titans you were just talking about. Mm. The Miami Dolphins, who I think are going to surprise people this year. Mm. And then you got – Lamar Jackson, and those Ravens. I mean. They, now, if that doesn't scream tough, I don't know what does. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think they have one of the toughest schedules in the league going in this year. Like, Almost looks like a be game five schedule. <laughs> Shout out to the SEC. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Colts, they have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. And uh, they could. Possibly start on five, but I believe in Frank and I believe in that that scheme. But they could possibly start on five. To be honest with you, I didn't. Even, I haven't even looked at the schedule. To be honest, and it's, it's not. It's not going to be easy, you know. Yeah. So, and mm-mm. that is even if they decide to, to go that route. I mean, a logical target if the Colts decide. To change thing up, I mean, it would be maybe good for like a Nick Foles or something who is currently like behind Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Foles, mm. I mean, he has a history with the Colts head coach. That's Chicago, right? Chicago Bears, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you never know. I guess you never know. <laughs> Foles said Monday that if the Bears decide to trade him, he would want to input on his decision. And that's kind of why I bring this up. Because if he had to input on that decision, he has history. So why not maybe think about the Colts? Because, I mean, at this point, he may be able to come in and just do what he does. Nah. The one thing that I believe that Carson wants to get up under is the Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. He wants to get from under that umbrella. And I don't blame him because he carried the team 85% of the way. And it goes back to the contract. You got to play 75% of the snaps. But he carried the team to watch Nick Foles win the Super Bowl. I mean, he was having an MVP season that year. And, I mean, I feel bad for Carson. It, I mean, it's tough. But next man up, I don't know if they still have Jacoby Brissett there. And I don't know who's back up. But you got to plug somebody in, and it has to be now. And they got to get the reps. and. You got to run it. Now, let's talk about a trade only the Lakers could pull off, Coach Gant. You know what I'm talking about. Russell Westbrook landing in L.A. to play with A.D. and LeBron. I think it's cool. I think it's great. I think it's pretty cool. You think it's pretty cool? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, signing Russell Westbrook has, I mean, that's like the Lakers saying, Hey, look at all the Rolexes I have on my arm. They're, I mean, they're being flashy now is what they're doing. They're out here being flashy. All right. I mean, that's cool. But, okay, you got LeBron, AD, Westbrook. I Dwight mean, Howard, I believe. Hold up. Hold up. All these. I think he just went back for a one-year deal. 
<laughs> I think Dwight Howard just went back as well. All right, but he's not. He, I mean, but you get who are you going to pass the ball to to shoot? Because Westbrook's not a shooter. Okay, LeBron's not a shooter. Really, the best shooter out of the the, the trio is AD, and he's the biggest. And really, he's a he can play. Free agent Dwight Howard is returning to the Los Angeles Lakers. This, yep, this will be his third time with the Lakers. <laughs> Dwight Howard really has been around, though. <laughs> He's definitely been around. The Wizards, the Lakers, Orlando. Orlando, Houston. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely had his his rounds. And, he, I mean, the Nets, right? He was with the Nets, right? I believe he was. He's definitely had his rounds, and he, he can definitely be a nice piece for rebounding. But I feel bad because, I mean, Pope was pretty good. My trail, my, my, trail, my, my, my trail was pretty good. But also, the Lakers lost Alex Caruso. To, nah. They sent him over to the Bulls. So, I mean, I thought Caruso's Alex Caruso was a pretty good contender, and I thought he was a good fit on the Lakers. He was pretty good. I mean, he definitely he, – and, and he played on both sides of the ball, too. I want to say he, he had When a, they he had needed a him, steal. I think he showed up, especially yeah, in the finals last year. He definitely showed up. Especially last year. But at the same time, it's, if you can't get rid of your dogs. Now, you, now you're going to try to figure out who's coming in. Who are you going to kick the ball out to? Who's going to be the shooter? And the way he plays, he plays like, yo, it's no score. He's going hard from opening tip to the end. And sometimes that's his Achilles heel. But I think LeBron will calm him down a little bit. But who's going to run the point guard? Is LeBron going to be the point guard or, or is AD? It's going to be interchangeable. It's going to be interesting to, to see in the next couple of months, a few months, the pieces they put around the team because you're going to need some shooting. 100%. Because you, you, you will not be able to depend on LeBron and Westbrook to be the shooters. Especially seeing the Lakers hurt or not hurt players, even though AD was hurt in the first round. Going out the first round, we've never seen LeBron James go out the first round. Eh, I mean, that's whatever. And Do you not think LeBron feels a little pressure? I mean, he's getting older. I mean, he's done. He's accomplished everything. He's he accomplished, man. He but done, I'm he saying done. he's still playing. He still wants to win. He's like Tom Brady. He wants to keep playing. He wants to keep winning. Yeah, but. It's like apples and oranges with those two. I kind of wish it was Chris Paul instead of Russell Westbrook, but. I mean, Chris Paul just re-signed back with the Suns. Four years. Which was a great idea. Great idea. And I just think certain experiments don't work. And I'm interested to see how they're going to make that situation work out there. Frank, good luck. But if anybody can do it, I think those guys can figure out and Westbrook he's going to reinvent himself again I mean he's missed a triple double I mean for the last three seasons he's he's been averaging that so I mean he's going to get those boards but we need that that shot a shot when everybody's closing in when the lane gets smaller who's going to shoot so we're going to figure out man Cal I mean shout I think you needed to get out of LA because it was a lot of pressure out there so now you can go pray freely and maybe your game can open up to what it's supposed to be because you're a talented player and you got to be more consistent. But sometimes I feel like Kuzma, you got caught 
in the stardom and watching one of your idols on the court. So I want to see what Cal does next year. While we're on the subject of Russell Westbrook, I want to bring this up real quick. Reports from ESPN this week said that apparently when Kawhi was searching for his next person, I guess Russell Westbrook reached out to him and wanted Kawhi to join him. And I guess once Kawhi had that conversation with Russell Westbrook, he decided he wants Paul George more, hung up the phone with Russell Westbrook and called up Paul George and said, hey, bro, he's, he's letting you go and trying to find someone else, but I'd rather have you and brought him on board. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty interesting to me now. Ah, I mean, all this hearsay speculation. And I'm happy for Westbrook. I mean, he, he I mean, he's an L.A. guy, UCLA, shout out. And he, I mean, he's back home in, in his home turf. He's playing for the hometown team. But he always wanted to be either L.A. or the Clippers. So, I mean, he's getting a chance. We're going to see what happens in Staples Center. And sh- well, let's move on to the American Airlines Center because that's one of my favorite places. Miami Heat, guys. Let's talk about some awesome stuff going on with them. Kyle Lowry just signed with the Miami Heat a three-year deal for $90 million in a sign-in from Toronto. Now, wow. Now, also on top of that, the Miami Heat also just traded for P.J. Tucker. Now, here are my thoughts real quick on the Kyle Lowry thing. In my opinion... Gordon Dragic is a better player than him, to be quite honest. Than who? Than Kyle Lowry. Shit. 100%. I think oh, that Dragic is 100% a better fit. Um, right. I do think, it, like you were just saying about how people mesh and how they come together, I don't know how this mesh will blend. But again, we'll see. We are keeping Jimmy Butler. He's pretty much our new Dwayne Wade. He's our staple right now, which... I'm not upset with. I like Jimmy Butler. I like what we've seen from him. I think he's a hardcore player. I love Bam. I think the big three with them right now is Jimmy Butler, Bam, and then Kyle Lowry. <laughs> you forget about they mean they resigned Duncan Robinson. They did, but he's um, not a part of that big three. Bullshit. I mean, he's a young player coming up, and now and that was one of the players Just that like we. Tyler that was one of the player. That was one of the players the Knicks were trying to get, and a few teams were trying to like reach out for him, and. I mean, Bam, Bam's a dog. I mean, Butler, Butler's a dog. Here, like, Lowry, I mean, he's he's going to add another veteran presence. And he's, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves in the game because he's always been a perennial all-star every year, him and DeRozan up there in Toronto. And we were just having a conversation on Saturday about Kyle Lowry. Was he a superstar? Is he a rope? No. Is it role player? No, he's a star on the tier of superstar because he was always there and he was always dedicated to the Raptors. So going to Miami is a little nice little fit. I think maybe he could have ended up in Philadelphia somewhere like that. And ah, the heat, uh, it looks good. Maybe it can work out, but I just don't think that made the heat any better, honestly. You are right, though. Duncan Robinson agreed to a five-year, $90 million contract with the Heat. Obviously, they are committed to him long-term. Kyle Lowry again with that three-year deal, and they reached the maximum contract extension with Jimmy Butler, $184 million for 
close to six years. Yeah. I mean, Butler, get your back, brother. But at the same time, yo, we need, I mean, the East is going to be tough. Everybody's going to try to go at the Nets and the defending champions, which will be the Bucks. The Bucks, they're going to make some moves too. So I just don't think that the Heat, I mean, they might finish three or four in the East next year. I don't think that puts them in contention. That's just my opinion. Do we think everybody on the Nets is going to be, quote unquote, healthy this year? The Nets are going to run. Trust me. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that guys are going to do different things as far as rehabbing is, is involved. Harden is going to be in shape. I guarantee you. And that's one thing that hindered him this year. He, he, he won out of Houston. He was slightly, he was a lot out of shape, honestly. And injuries came when, when playoff time come and dogs are running and you're kind of looking funny. It won't happen. It won't happen next year. I promise the Nets are going to be right there. You know who else? I know they're not in the East, but I don't haven't seen a lot of commotion from and who has kind of been hiding in the shadows waiting for one of their superstars to heal, Coach Gant. Who was that? The Warriors. I mean, we're going to have Clay coming back this year See? also as well to play with Steph. And though they don't really have that big three there, I think Clay and Steph pretty much are a big three. And I think with both of them healthy, they will go a lot farther. Next year is going to be interesting. And that's another conversation me and my comrades were having. Shout out to Pat G. We were having about Clay. Is Clay a superstar? 100%. 100%. There's no debate. Well, he had, well, Kenny, I don't think he can carry a team. Well, he hadn't really had a chance to carry a team. And I looked up the stats. And he was like, well, when, when Steph was out, he didn't have a winning record. So I looked it up. And he was 37 and 59 with Steph out of the lineup. Which is whatever, but you cannot take that. You can't, you, you can't just throw that on Clay because Clay is the man that can score thirty-seven points, the thirty-two, whatever, thirty-plus points in one quarter, or can score you sixty-nine, seventy points with only touching the ball two minutes during the whole game because he's that good. He's an assassin. He's a marksman. So you cannot discredit one of the best shooters ever to play this game because oh he can't handle the ball but does he have to because Steph has the ball so going back Golden State Clay gets healthy Draymond please whatever you do work on your offensive game all you need to do is hit 15 foot mid-range go to the lane lay it up bang it I wow. didn't even include him. Like I said, I didn't include him in the big I mean, three. You have to because he's a defensive specialist and he gets lost sometimes as far as offensively. But it's going to be another piece that's going to be in Golden State. You don't know what that piece is. But guess what? Golden State, they're going to be in contention next year in that Western Conference too. Only five teams are projected to have significant cap space this summer, Coach G. With the New York Knicks leading the way <laughs> with up to $50 million available. Oh, yeah. Now, let's think about a scenario for a second. Okay. The Knicks going all in on Lillard. Mm. So Could Lillard. that be their missing piece? It could be. I mean, 
Lillard, I mean, he's a dog. I mean, he's one of the, the top paid players in the league. <sighs> Lillard could be that, that piece, but we're going to need somebody else that can bang and just – you're gonna need somebody, you're gonna need somebody like an NB, a BNB type player. And I don't know where you're gonna find that kind of player. I just, I mean, I just don't see it. And it's tough. But in the East, it's gonna be tough because I don't see, I think Philadelphia is gonna have their year next year. And the Knicks, I'm a Knicks fan, but I just don't, I'm thinking about players coming up. I'm thinking about free agency. I just don't see a big, big piece going to New York that's really going to put New York over the edge and not getting swept or gentlemen sweep like out of the playoffs by the Hawks. I just don't see that happening. You understand? Yeah. But also, isn't any all-star always going to the Knicks? <laughs> I mean, you know. Whatever. I guess we'll have to just wait and see if it happens, we'll right? We'll see. We'll see. I think it's interesting, though, that this Lonzo Ball move to the Bulls, him and Alex Caruso, those are, I think that could be a big move for them. <laughs> I do. I, Lonzo Man. Ball is, I, like I said, I in a little piece of my heart was like, send him to Charlotte. Wouldn't it be cool to see the brothers play together? Nah, it wouldn't be cool. I thought it would be. Nah, it wouldn't be. It would be a spectacle that let LaMelo do his thing and let him have his own shine. And the thing is, I mean, Lonzo is supposed to be this guy. He's supposed to be that guy. But this is his third team in five years, six years, five. I mean, so in the Bulls, like the Bulls, I mean, you guys are bone. Since Jordan left, you guys have been bone collectors. I mean, from from the D. Roses to the Jimmy Butlers to the Elton Brands. I mean, you guys have been nothing. And that's Jordan's still alive, but that's the ghost of Jordan. Wow. This just in, Coach Kant. Okay. The Atlanta Hawks all-star, Trey Young, has agreed to a five-year, $207 million designated rookie maximum extension. Oh, yeah. Per ESPN. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? Nice. Um, Trey got paid. Come on. Why not? They love him down there on ATL. He did something. Mag- that team did some magnificent, yeah, magnificent things. Yeah, and it wow. wasn't expected. They were. It was projected maybe AFC in the East, eighth, seven, six, but nobody saw them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. You understand? And with Nick McMillan, like the Hawks, they can do something. It's, it's going to be. It's, it's going to be interesting in the Eastern Conference, but barring injury. Everybody's still trying to catch the net. Everybody's going to try to catch the Nets. Everybody. And Philadelphia, too, man. Like, Philadelphia, I know, Mr. Rivers, you got something up your sleeve, baby. And I really want to see them. I want to see them go to the Eastern Conference. And I want to see them go to the finals next year. I ain't going to lie to you. I want to see the Nets, 76ers, Mono Mono. And I want to see the 76ers go to the finals. That's interesting. That's a pickings pick right there, if anything is. It is, it is. And I'm I'm calling it right now. So Vegas, y'all can holler at me. I mean, I I come I can post up in Bailey's. And we can do it. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some Olympic sports coach Gant. 
Okay, what so you got? So your girl, Simone Biles, is back in it. I heard, I heard Miss Simone. I mean, she's back in it, competing. And, you know, she had to take some time for mental. And they still captured Silver. But what's getting lost in the translation is the fact that these athletes, they, they, they're not robots. This girl is 24, 25 years old. So, and she's being shamed or being trolled for, yo, I need to take this time. Oh, I need to take this time for myself. And I mean, she's walking, they gave her some goat slippers. They gave her some goat apparel. I mean, that's a lot for a little tiny girl to handle uh, on top of anyone the, to handle, anyone to handle on top of the scandal from Michigan state with, the, with, 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 with that doctor or whatever on top of like in the, like in the gymnastics it's different from basketball. You say it's different from football. Like they have to stick these landings. Perfect. You gotta be perfect on every attempt. You understand? So it's like, yo, if I throw, if I'm like Tom Brady and I throw a pass, I'm receive, I drop it. All right. Next play, whatever, shake it off. Or if I'm I'm shooting, I miss a three. All right, shake it off. But if I'm doing a landing and I stumble and fall on the mat, guess what's gonna happen? I'm docked points, and my team ultimately suffers. I suffer because my perfection wasn't there. So that's I mean that's tough on a little tiny girl that's coming up and she has the weight of the not the like not only the U.S. but the world because everybody's <laughs> owner, owner, owner. This girl's a what five one five two, and that's tough. That's really tough. And so sometimes we got to think about mental health. Like Jordan took time away from the game. You understand? Because when his father died, so we got to understand that these athletes, like my 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 baby in tennis. I mean, she had to take time away. I mean, she got trolled for leaving the U.S. Open or whatever. Mental health is a big deal out here, y'all. For real. So stop trolling people because they need time to take a break and figure out their mental and figure out what's going on within themselves so they can compete at the highest level. I digress, though. That's a great message, Coach Gant. You are correct, though. Simone will compete in the balance beam event at the Tokyo Olympics after have withdrawing from a number of individual events due to mental health reasons. And she was open about this. She was very open with her fans. I know Mm. she had great feedback as coach Gant said, it's okay to heal and it's okay to be open about how you're feeling. And it's great because you, you really never know one, how beneficial it can affect you if you don't take that time for yourself. And two, how your journey and even just sharing your journey, maybe I know a lot of people feel uncomfortable with that can help somebody else. And that's great that she did that because so many people look up to her and to see that she was able to put her mental health before a potential gold medal or a potential failure or whatever it was is amazing to see that. Yeah. I mean, it's very amazing. And, 
I mean, she's competing in various events. So it's it's like, yo, you got to be on. You got to be on. And you're, you're not only, you're going against the best people in the world. The best. And sometimes it can get heavy when everybody's like, yo, you got endorsements and you got your teammates and you got coaches and you got things, family, and you got things that you're dealing with. And it, it becomes hard because you're trying to figure out how can you put everything in one compartment and how can you make it work and how can you show up. And showing up is hard to do sometimes, especially for, I mean, she's 24, 25 years old. How can you expect this girl, I mean, with the Tokyo, like they're, I mean, they're protesting, stop the Olympics. It's so much different variables that's going on. COVID and COVID, the Delta variant. I mean, come on, man. The variant is so many different things that's in play that it's hard for the average humans or us to speaking to you guys to talk about, let alone somebody that's competing on the world has, stage. But it has the world watching her. It has the world watching her, like millions on millions of millions of people watching. And I mean, it's tough, yo. You're right, though. I'm glad you did bring up the sponsors thing, though, because, I mean, when you, when you decide to not do certain events and stuff, maybe not for her specifically, but I know with a lot of other athletes and things like that, I mean, you could be potentially giving up a lot of money and, and deals and things for yourself that people don't even see or know about. Right. Because you're not doing what's in your contract or promoting what you're supposed to be promoting. So mm-hmm. for her to, again, put all that kind of stuff and say, you know what, I need this time for myself, my well-being, my family's well-being, and for my future. And now look at this. It's great to see her back. And what are we saying now? Go for the gold? We're going for the gold, baby. What's up, Simone? You're going for the gold, love. Also, what's up, Jason's Deli? There are newest sponsors here at Opinions on Pickens. My dog. I personally love everything there. From everything to everything. <laughs> to everything. Yo, shout out to Jason's Deli. You know, I'm a Reuben guy. Uh, I love the Reubens and the free ice cream. Yeah, I know. You seriously, know? at the end, it's and, my favorite. you know, like pre-COVID, they had the salad bar and everything. Oh, my God. It was lovely. But, yeah, y'all back. Stop on in. Let them know great. Opinions on Pickens <laughs> sent you guys. We did. <laughs> and while you're at it, check in with us on Instagram and Twitter, you guys. Let us know what you have going on and what you want us to talk about. Your ideas are always appreciated and listened to because that's what we talk about here on the show. And Coach Gant, until next time, keep winning. Keep winning. Peace. Your opinions matter. (laughs) Peace. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.